Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode 29 of the Simply One podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we have the show for you. That's and, right. Uh, <laughs> that's right, baby. Don't you fucking forget it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you right? Whoa. Did you hear that? There might be some beatings happening down there. What's going on? I don't know. Anyways, this week, uh, we return to the movie theater to see Barbarian. Uh, so, yeah, the trailer played for this movie before Nope, I think. And it kind of stuck with us as, like, a potential must-see. Um, and then after hearing some, you know, pretty good things, we were like, yeah, that's it. That's the one we're going for. we kind of been I looking s- for a movie to take us back. I literally only saw the trailer in the theater. And then I, had, I didn't yeah. see anything else about it. I saw last week, I think, when I was scrolling looking for some news for us, I saw something about, like, Barbarian was doing well at the box office, and I was like, oh, all right, cool. And then I was kind of the same way. I almost forgot about the movie until I saw that, and I was like, oh, yeah, that did look interesting. And then you brought it up separately as, like, we should go see that movie. Yes, we should go see Barbarian. I was like, oh, fuck. It's happening. Um, but, yeah, so I think, yeah, it was a, it was nice to go back to the theater. Um it really was. Yeah, we haven't we haven't been in a hot minute. What did we decide? Was it Thor or or Nope? No, I think it came out after Thor. I think so. So yeah, it would have been Nope, which was in July. So it's been a hot minute. I know, man. We used to go like every fucking week. Yeah, I'm pulling it up here, looking at our episodes, see if that's that's true. <laughs> well, either way, I mean, uh, going. Going to the movies gave me more motivation to keep going back. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of movies out that I saw trailers for that I want to see. Yeah, it was nope because we did the only other movie that we did was Prey, which was a streamer. So called it. Damn, Daniel. Mark my words, I fucking called it. Right, easy. Uh, <laughs> don't get too big for your britches, kid. <laughs> Before we get into talking about our review of Barbarian, we do have a fair bit of news to get through. That's so, right. When do we not? That's true. I mean, there's been times. <laughs> Sony uh, is shuffling its... <laughs> Sony's been shuffling its release schedule around a little bit, uh, which seems to be just par for the course anymore for all of them. Yeah. Uh, a Star Wars project has just kind of disappeared off the Disney schedule without much of a uh, an announcement or anything. Which doesn't make me happy. No. There's a Blade Runner series that's going ahead at Amazon. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me about that. And then Breath of the Wild, like the sequel to Breath of the Wild, got an official title as well as a little bit of a trailer. Sims 4 is going free to play. Uh, There's a gameplay leak from uh, GTA 6 that uh, I actually have it written here. Here's how much of a developing story it is. When I wrote this up a little bit earlier yesterday, uh, I wrote potential gameplay leak because it hadn't been confirmed by Rockstar yet. But it has been confirmed that there was a massive leak um, of GTA 6, like, early gameplay stuff. So. Oh, yeah. I remember waking up. I tweeted it. Uh, I mean, if you yeah. want to see that tweet, you can definitely give us a look <laughs> at Whelmed underscore Simply. But no, yeah, I woke up and I opened up the old tweeter. And that was, like, the first thing I saw. And I was like, retweet that shit. I bet it's gone. It could be. Yeah, that's but, fine. Um, yeah, so Keep pull it up. Jamie, pull it up. Um... Yeah, and then the the big, big old finale for us is that uh, literally last week when we got off the recording, 
uh, the God of War Ragnarok trailer had come out while we were recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was also a Sony state of play that day that we got a bunch of news out of um, to go along with that. So it was, in fact, taken down. Yes, I figured it was. So, yeah, you can't check that tweet out. Yeah, I guess you can't. So fuck me, I guess I I might if you don't stop it. So let's Whoa. see <laughs> what 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 uh-huh. someone sue me. Sue me. Uh, I want to be sued. Now, if you're ready, we'll just fucking start talking about shit, baby. Let's let's go in. I'm so ready. All right, so right off the top here, just a little off the top, Sony has announced plans for a new Karate Kid film uh, set for release on June 7th of 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, that was almost dinner. Uh, this is obviously coming off the back of how, like, wildly successful Cobra Kai has been on Netflix. Yeah. Which is odd, because it's been made clear from the creators of that series that this film will have nothing to do with their show. Even though is it Sony still has said, have Daniel Russo in it, like the same actor. I don't know. So Sony has said that this upcoming film is going to be a quote return to the original Karate Kid franchise, which makes it even more confusing. That it's not like straight up a reboot because yeah. it, they're saying it's going to return to the original franchise, but then involve Cobra Kai since Cobra Kai has been so fucking successful. Just make a Cobra Kai movie. Yeah, why not? You know. Um, yeah. So I don't know why you wouldn't try and tie that in, but. Uh, this news also comes, and that's there's no real um, details yet on, on what that's about, other than that they said it's going to be a return to the original Karate Kid franchise, and then the Cobra Kai people clarified that it has nothing to do with them and their show. Blow uh, it out your ass. Blow it out your ass. So this comes uh, alongside some news that both Craven the Hunter and Madam Web have been pushed back. So Craven has been delayed from January 13th of next year all the way to October 6th of next year. What the fuck? taking Madam Webb's original release date from it and pushing it to February 16th of 2024. Oh, 2024? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's... Uh, well, so, honestly, Whoa. the biggest delay there was the Craven one from January all the way to October. That's a fucking 10-month delay. And then, you know, Madam Webb's is only, like, what, six months? I say only. In comparison, it's only a little bit. But yeah, so I don't know... What the fuck that's Big all about. L in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> F's in the chat, you know? Oh, man, I you took right? my socks off, and you know how it's like... Got the dogs out. <laughs> well, it's like the, the, the elastic, they're like, you know, dress socks. So the yeah, elastic yes. parts. Yeah, there's like cutting oh. into your fucking calf. Yeah, damn. Fucking Take it off, and you just got, look, you got an outline in your fucking I leg. do. I do, yeah. bro. I was just that, and I'm like... Yeah, get in there. Popping wood. I was going to say, yeah, you got to be careful. You'll pop a nut. So, Oof. yeah. What do you think about all that shit, bub? I don't know, man. Like, I mean, at this point, I'm not surprised. I feel like everything's yeah. being delayed. Yeah. Like, everything's being delayed. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm holding out hopes for video games. Not too many video games have been delayed. Well, then you're going to hate this next story. No, I'm joking. Well, fuck. Uh, I mean, Sons of the Forest got delayed. Yeah, but not by much. Nah. Was it February or March? I think I got pushed back to February. Uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to take my vacation in March for uh, the day before. Right. And then if that's but dog if shit, it, you'll have Sons if, of the Forest. Yeah, if it's dog shit, I'll still have the Sons of the Forest. Oh, no, I've done a thing. I forgot to fucking start the timer, Chris. God, it says it started... About uh, ten minutes ago. Yeah. 
Jesus. Fuck, I'm fine. I'm fine. Duh! Stop panicking. All right. Gucci, no, we're Gucci. All right, so Disney updated their release schedule after D23 to kind of reflect the new dates and projects that they announced. Uh-huh. And uh, Star Wars fans kind of noticed that the Patty Jenkins-led uh, Rogue Squadron film, which she'd kind of toted around last year, the year prior, as being, like, the goal was to make the greatest fighter pilot film ever because her dad was a pilot and things like that. And so mm-hmm. it was like a passion project and all that. It's just not on the cal- on the calendar anymore. Damn. Like, they didn't even make an announcement of like, yeah, that just fell through or we're delaying it or anything like that. It just it doesn't like, exist nah. anymore. The yeah, we're just going to take that off the calendar. Yeah, the who? <laughs> Patty Jenkins? I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, the one that made Wonder Woman? No, uh-uh, never heard of it. Never, no. Wonder. Patty, spell it. Patty Jenkins? I don't. Is that with a P? Yeah, I don't. Patty, I don't know. But yeah, so the Warrog Squadron, that's kind of a bummer because fucking Top Gun was, gave me a little bit of a poppy wood for, uh, mm-hmm. for some, some plain action. And no, so if it could be fucking space, space, that's oh. just crazy. Ah! Yeah. And then we're just not getting that. So that's just crazy talk. That's fucking bananas. Like, uh, like Gwen Stefani said, this yeah, shit's bananas. Yeah. Uh, and it is unclear if it's like, like I said, if it's been delayed and they just don't know when till, or if they are just trying to brush it under the rug. And so we don't know if Disney or Lucasfilm have any of intention of, like, returning the project. But as it stands, that shit's gone. Like, it just doesn't exist anymore. I think so. they know exactly what they're trying to do. What's that? They're just trying to push it under the rug and act like it never existed. Yeah. Like what didn't exist? Exactly. Bingo. I do wonder if it has something to do with uh, Wonder Woman 84 being dog do. Because uh, it was. Like, Wonder Woman, the first one, original recipe Wonder Woman, was pretty good. Yeah. But uh, Wonder Woman 84, I slept through. Woke up, and it was still running. And I looked at my wife and went, like, how long was I out? And she's like, for a while. And I was like, fuck. Damn. Which is not a good, not a good sign. No. No, it's not. Now, now to be fair, I watched it on HBO Max. That was one of the first ones that they did, like, the direct uh, to streaming. And I also had, like a full steak dinner in my belly from Texas Roadhouse. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. So that that's liable to, to put a man down, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it was the steak. Maybe it was the boring movie. But uh, I'm thinking it was the boring movie. Yeah. So but it could be both. that, that they're like, Patty Jenkins, turns out you had a hit, and I, or you got, yeah, you had a hit, and I got a miss. We're going to go ahead and just wipe our hands out. We don't like those odds. Maybe, maybe fucking Top Gun Maverick scared them off. They're like, shit, we can't touch that. No, we can't. Can't fucking compete! <laughs> I got nothing on that shit. So, uh, yeah, what do you what do you think? Thoughts? Give me thoughts. Uh, I'm rather upset, because, yeah, I think it'd be pretty fucking cool. Like, I always like seeing, especially in the sequel, uh, uh-huh. like, a lot of the uh, spaceship fights. Like, especially with the Falcon on uh, Jakku. Yeah. You know, like, seeing them do, like, all those maneuvers and stuff. I thought it was cool, so, like, I'd like to see more stuff like that. And if they dedicated it, like, solely on, like, X-Wing battles during, like, A New Hope or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, that shit would be dope as fuck. Yeah, because, like, Rogue One has some really fucking good space battles. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of really disappointing to... And, like, to see some of the trailers for, like, Andor and things like that. 
which uh, comes out here like in a week. couple days. Yeah. Dude, I think I got, uh, I it actually comes out on release day. Yeah, you do. It's actually very good. No, I know. No, the first episode was really good. I it's it's not that I don't enjoy it. I really do. Let me here. I'm gonna sell you right now. You're gonna get caught up as soon as we finish this because I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, first of all, I think uh, spoiler alert for people that don't keep up with this stuff. Pretty sure Daredevil's in next week's in this week's episode. That's what I heard. But also, last week's episode was titled "Mean, Green, and Straight Poured into These Jeans." Is that the one where she breaks it down, sexual style? No, the one with Megan the Stallion. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's the third week. So that was yeah. not last week, but the week prior. I'll clip that. Yeah. And, like, for the record, that whole thing where it was like, I can't believe that she Hulk's twerking with Megan the Stallion. First of all, fuck you, loser. Um, <laughs> second of all, that's very on point. It's She's a comedy character first. And third of all, it's like a 12-second clip in the post-credits. Oh, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, it's not like a plot point of the episode was her shaking ass with Megan the Stallion. <laughs> her shaking ass. Though she does got back, she'd be popping it. <laughs> popping it. Morgan even was like, God damn, why is She-Hulk thick? I'm like, hey, I don't know what to tell you, baby. <laughs> She's got all the gamma rays right to the ass, you know? <laughs> Straight to the hips, baby. But, uh, no, and apparently that was for uh, Tatiana Maslany, who plays Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Walters. Apparently, uh, Tatiana Maslany is, like, an over-the-moon fan of Megan the Stallion. And they were yeah. like, so they wrote in that twerking scene, and Tatiana Maslany was like, holy fuck, I, oh my god, I get to twerk with Megan the Stallion. <laughs> and it's funny, like, I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil a little line from it for you. She has a line where she, after she twerks, uh, Megan the Stallion says something about, like, you know, you're more fun than my other lawyers I've ever had. And she, like, gets very intense and serious and goes, I would kill for you, Megan the Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, dial it back. I would kill for you, Megan the Stallion. <laughs> and yeah, and Tatiana Maslany was like, no, that's not even a line, and that's the, that's me. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, That wasn't a line. Yeah, actually, the script said, you know. <laughs> I'll take you on as a client any day. <laughs> Yeah, like, that was the, that you. was the line. Yeah, and she's just, I will kill for you. And she does. She's just like, all right, dial it back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but now, yeah. So Andor comes out this week. Looks like it's got really good space battles. So I'm yeah, I'm pretty bummed that we're not going to get like a fully fledged movie. Plus, that was supposed to come out. I think December of next year, December of the year after, and it was supposed to be the first movie since uh, Rise of Skywalker, the first Star Wars film. And we're just not getting that. So now it's not until like 2025 or 26. I'm really excited for Andor. I am too. It looks gas. Yeah, and the first three episodes are dropping, so. On Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to watch all three of them at once. I have to. So we might we might have to honestly do Andor in two parts. Like kind of do like a, a mid-season discussion mm -hmm. about it. Only because it's going to be 12 episodes per season. Mm-hmm. And we have a hard time keeping stuff brief anyhow. Yeah. So then I think if we do an episode uh, about all 12 episodes of Andor, it's, uh -huh. it's going to be too much. So we might honestly have to divide it into two. We'll just get lost in the sauce, man. Yeah. Maybe we do it in two halves as like extra episodes on like a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. I don't know. Tell yeah, us what you think, people. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Let us know. Tell Send us an email. 
Yeah, send, send us an email at simplywarmailbag at gmail.com. Fuck, dude, you're good. Like, dude. Did you go to school for marketing? <laughs> did <you laughs> I did, actually. Right I didn't even, I I didn't did. even know you... Uh, didn't even know you did that. Did so... Yeah. Blade Runner. It's going to continue in a miniseries on Amazon Prime Video called Blade Runner 2099. And Does Ridley it have Scott, Harrison Ford in it? I don't know. Right now, there's like next to no details other than the fact that Ridley Scott is involved as an executive producer, and he wrote and directed the first one and then was an executive producer on Blade Runner 2049, and he's going to do the same thing on this miniseries. Um, it is being written or like showrun by... Uh, let me find the person's name here. I thought I'd wrote it down, but I did not because I suck at my fucking job here. Let's see. Silka Luisa. Um, let me let me find out who what like what she's done here. Search the web for Silka Luisa. Do that. Oh, she's worked on the Halo series. No. So I don't know. I got kind of like mixed reviews, I believe. So I don't know about that. Well, we'll see. And something called Shining Girls on Apple TV+. Plus. All I know is I saw something. I'm not sure if it's real or not. But it was something about, like, Chris Pratt wanted to be... Uh, or no, it wasn't even Blade Runner. It was Indiana Jones. Never mind. Yeah, and Harrison Ford basically, like, he was like, no. Yeah, he was like, no. Like, well, you know, when I'm done with the character, the character is done. Done. And I was like, dude, mad respect for Harrison Ford, dude. He's untouchable. Yeah. But also, when Harrison Ford dies, there's there's no there's no like contract on that. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Like Harrison Ford can say that, but when he dies, oh, it's yeah. not like well he he it was in his contract that there will just never be another Indiana Jones now. Sure, sure. And I'm not trying to start nothing, but he is getting up there. I know. I'm not ready for it, man. I think he might be. <sighs> no. So, yeah, let's see here. Uh, obviously, the title implies that it is going to take place 50 years after Blade Runner 2049, but there's, like, no story details available at this point. They're, pre- they're keeping it pretty pretty under wraps. On uh, the hush. On the hush-hush, which I honestly think is kind of the way to experience. Like, Blade Runner 2049, the least you know, the better. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> So, yeah, that's all I had about that. I just thought it was kind of interesting that they're making a series and that it's going to go a whole 50 years into the future. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. I like, yeah. I like anything that's like that cyberpunk. And Blade Runner 2049 like... is on Netflix now. Yeah, I have to watch that. Yeah, it's a good one. So Nintendo held a Nintendo Direct this past week. I actually think on Tuesday, the same day that God of War came out, the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got a brief trailer for, uh, obviously the highly anticipated Breath of the Wild sequel, as well as its official title, Legend of Zelda Ooh. Tears of the Kingdom. You all right? <laughs> and it seems to show some floating islands that kind of, to me, reminded me of Skyward Sword on the Wii. Mm-hmm. And they're just floating above Hyrule from Breath of the Wild. And so it seems to have a lot more, like, vertical exploration. And the idea of, like, I like the shot towards the end of Link just diving down through the clouds. Yeah. And landed on that like stone flying contraption. It's pretty badass. But it was a pretty brief trailer. It was like a minute and a half. Um, yeah. No real gameplay or anything. It was just kind of showing you the the like I said the floating islands, the stuff in the sky, and then the final shot of him flying on that that uh, that stone thing over yeah. the Hyrule. 
and uh, and then the trailer was like or the the title was the main reveal of the the trailer. And so yeah, it's Tears of the Kingdom. And I might be totally wrong. Let me in fact, let me look it up before I make any blank blanket statements. Yeah, I'm glad I looked it up. I don't know Legend of Zelda very well. As far as lore and all that. I'm not... Yeah, I don't know too much about the lore. Um, I haven't beaten Breath of the Wild, but I like it a lot. I haven't either. I've got to. Um, yeah, it's I'm more than halfway through it, because I'm pretty sure I've killed three of the, the giant beasts. I just need to take down the fourth one, and then I would assume after that I fight... Uh, uh-huh. What's his fucking name? Redbeard. Gandalf? No. No. Ganondorf. Ganondorf. <laughs> Gandalf the Red. Gan- yeah. Gandalf. I don't know why, but you getting confused tripped me up, and I was like, the fuck are you talking about? I know, and then when you said Gandalf, I was like, actually, I laughed at first, like, haha, you're making a joke, but then I was like, actually, wait, it's pretty close. So all of that to say that, yeah, uh, it looks pretty good. It makes me want to finish... Breath of the Wild, because um, that's a very fun game, and uh, yeah, I, this it's another. I don't play my Wii enough. I need more excuses to to play it. I get stuck on my PlayStation or my PC, and then my Wii or my uh, uh, Switch kind of falls to the side. Um, I mean, I I play a whole lot of Animal Crossing when I'm winding down, just because it's such a peaceful game. Yeah, and dude, I'm fucking hella rich. I'm making Mad Bank in that game, dog. Your fat stacking Benjis. Like Isabella is on my cock. Like, steady, steady. I just got you've got so many dead prezzies in the bag, you know. Yeah, just <laughs> dead prezzies. It's unreal. It is unreal. So, uh, you got any more thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom? I, I'm excited for it. I, I like to finish Breath of the Wild first. Yeah, samezies. Maybe uh, I'll start EA. taking it to work and playing on my lunch. That's kind of what I was thinking because I've got my carrying case for it. I could just take it to work with me. That'd be that'd be dope. So, EA announced that effective October eighteenth, twenty twenty two, all platforms will receive the base game of The Sims Four for no charge. So, the statement also kind of mentions that they have just oodles of expansion packs, stuff packs, kits, deluxe, whatever, prepared for the foreseeable future. Was their phrasing? Uh, so that kind of bums me right the hell out because. They are very nickel and dimey, especially on The Sims 4. Like, Sims has always kind of been bad for expansion packs and stuff packs and stuff like that. But The Sims 4 is, like, beyond. It's like, here's a game pack and an expansion pack and a stuff pack and a kit. And it's like, it's just they're finding so many ways to charge you 40 bucks a head for just basically updates. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and, I mean, uh, I like how you can kind of pick and choose if there's certain ones that you want to get, certain ones you don't want to get, you don't have to. Yeah. I don't know. It, I just think I have a problem with, if you want the entire pack for now, it's got to be over, it's got to be like 500 bucks if you want everything. It could be. And that's just that just seems ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, you want to talk about Ridiculous. Tell me. Let's talk about my... Uh, I'll save it. I'll save it for what, what what you've been thinking about. Yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. You'll get your time in the light. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the free price tag on the base game is probably, like, a ploy to get some new players invested in the game since it's, like, eight years old. And they obviously don't show any signs of, like, 
the Sims 5. They're just going to keep pumping money out of people for the Sims 4, which, like I said, is going on a decade old. Uh, so I am just really disappointed with the fact that it sounds like they're just going to continue to milk that game for at least a couple more years. Uh, I just I think the market really needs a competitor. There is no other Sims like game. Um, I know that there was one in development that kind of was it was an indie game. And I don't I think it's one that, you know, maybe one day it'll release. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Let me see what it's called here. Paralives, that's right. But yeah, like, Paralives doesn't sound like it's uh, moving very fast, which makes sense if it's a, an indie game that, like, you know, yeah, I, I bet that, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, EA is going to outperform you as far as speed goes. But I do, I just wish, it's yeah, apparently it's a team of 10 people making Paralives. I just, I think that Sims definitely needs a competitor in the market. That way they can't get away with just absolutely pillaging their their player base for more yeah. money every every like three months whenever they want something or any form of update yeah they'll go oh, well we'll uh you know and like they put out some free updates as like quality of life updates but it's nothing major you know i mean i look yeah. at something like the long dark versus the sims yeah they're up the long dark bananas. has never once charged for an update and they're just now looking at the possibility of like okay you know, and people voted that, yeah, they would pay for, for updates, you know. Yeah, I'll pay for expansions. And, and I think a big piece of that is because they've never had to, and so they've gotten so much for their money that they're like, I, if it helps get more content out faster and, you know, potentially better quality content, yeah, I'll pay for it. And yeah. I think that's, like, just a stark contrast to something like the giant that is EA going, that'll be 40 bucks for three new features, you know. Right. And I really like the something Dark. Like, I'd pay for it hands down too. I know oh yeah, talked about that before. Yeah, and I do. I just fuck yeah. I, I love the Long Dark, and uh, thinking about the Sims. A good example is like my wife loves the Sims as well, and, and it's I have a love hate relationship with it where I'll play it really heavy for a few weeks and then I just have to disappear from mm -hmm. it. But um, they, uh, they like their their newest release was like I think high school years or something to that effect. I didn't buy it, but my wife did. And um, it's basically a reskin of like their jobs one where it's just it's all the same UI as far as like taking your sim to work and you get to play their job out. Uh, and it's the same thing, but now it's with school tasks as opposed to a job. So it's not like they did a full. Oh, yeah. And this is how you go to school. And so right. it's like, all right, I don't I don't know that that's like warrants a whole new update. You know, you could have probably tied that into something else. Right. Damn. But but who knows? Uh, big story here. Uh, we're gonna, I'm legitimately gonna, I was telling you, I'm gonna kind of reference this Kotaku, uh, article heavily about the Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks, because, uh, a lot of stuff has been taken down already. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of hard to get hard, hard info. Like, I was gonna use the Reddit, uh, the Grand Theft Auto Reddit had a mega thread going that got taken down, and I was like, fuck, I knew I should have saved it, or, like, screenshotted it, something. So... Uh, let's see here. Um, and so this seems to be pretty up-to-date. Yeah, this morning at 7.20 a.m. it got updated. So, uh, a user on Grand Theft Auto forums who claims to have also been behind the recent hack of Uber has dumped nearly 100 videos online claiming to show development footage of Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto 6, uh, which is that's currently circulating across pretty much every social media platform. Like you said, you woke up yesterday and uh, saw it and tweeted saw. it. 
I saw it on TikTok. Um, and it matched quite a bit of what we talked about earlier in the year from Bloomberg, uh, including that the game will have a co-star, uh, well, co-star a woman, and it'll be set in Vice City. Mm-hmm. Um, the videos are very much in development footage, uh, as far as it's got like UI and everything up. Like I think it looks good though. I do too, but yeah, you can tell that it's still very early. Where like oh, the sure. world might not be built. You know, it's a kind of a white world and and things like that. Where this is specifically them just looking at how the, the character moves and shoots and speaks. Yeah, but like just the detail, like the one that was like a mm-hmm. lady wearing like a dress or something, and she was walking around, and like the movement of the clothing as uh, the yeah. characters running or walking looks really good, as well as the detail on the cars. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, shit wasn't fucking around. The leaker apparently is taking requests, asking people what they'd like to see in more videos. Uh, and, and, like, so they're scrolling through and going, oh, you want to see what this looks like? Here. And they'll just post it. Um, so apparently in one of the videos, a white playable character encounters a, a white male playable character encounters a racist NPC by a poolside. And as the conversation kind of transpires, you see code required for the interaction just rolling by on the side. So that's kind of how dev video it is. It's like, this is definitely not stuff that was meant to come out. Yeah. Um, you know, this is stuff that they were using in-house. And then in another, the woman character um, explores one of the series, like, strip clubs. Yeah. And I think that's one that you and I both saw. And yeah. there's a video of somebody uh, shooting by, uh, taking an AK-47 out and uh, shooting some cop cars. And then modeling of some cars was shown. The interior. Um, and again, so I we saw, don't, saw just a bunch of shit. I would say another two that I saw was uh, it was you were as a female character and she was robbing a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Cafe. And, yeah. And uh, very, uh, I mean, very detailed on the inside. And you could rob each individual player. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping there's I'm hoping there's just more of that where it's like you can start going into more buildings, you can start doing more shit like that rather than like, you know, just robbing the one the one dude. And you know, all the detail literally just looks like stickers, you know, painted like painted over and over yeah. again. Yeah. For like uh this shit on the shelves and stuff like that. So hopefully, I mean, they just keep adding that detail. And then I saw one of um it was that same woman sitting in the back of a car as it's driving. And she turns around with the gun to kind of aim backwards mm-hmm. and just like focusing from the, the camera, you know, the face of the woman to where you're pointing. I mean, it looks really good. I'm rambling, yeah. but it from what I saw, it looks really good and it does get me really excited for it. Yeah, because I, I still play GTA. I mean, every so often and I always try to get you to play and you always say no. And so yeah. I'm hoping GTA online maybe, doesn't do it for me. Maybe GTA six online. You can do more. I saw a meme that was Scooby-Doo in the gang, and they were taking the mask off of GTA 6, and mm-hmm. the mask was covering up GTA Online 2. <laughs> 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 uh, so, apparently, and yeah, there's a tweet from somebody here where they screenshotted something off of GTA forums where Teapot Tuber, sorry, Teapot Uber Hacker, uh, which is the person that posted all this on the forums, says, Hi, here are 90 footage slash clips from GTA 6. It's possible I could leak more data soon. GTA 5 and 6 source code and assets. GTA 6 testing build. So they got like full test builds of the game as well as assets and code and stuff for both GTA 5 and 6. 
Holy fuck. Um, and they, they did like a big say, hack on them. Yeah. And they said my telegram is, and they put their at for any question, download, and then there's, so you like, there's the go file link where you can go download everything. And then they said, okay, so this has gone unexpectedly viral. Woke up to 3,000 Telegram DMs. If you are an employee of Rockstar or Take-Two and you're trying to contact me, send me a message containing, and then they gave a very specific long number on Telegram, or you... Sorry, let me put it up here. Oh, well, apparently that tweet's been taken down, so that's cool. Huh. Uh, but yeah, or, or you something. Um, so the hacker's kind of trying to strike a deal with Rockstar, it seems. Um maybe potentially blackmailing them uh, was one of the things going around was that they're kind of holding the fact that they have the source code to both GTA five and six, uh, over the heads of, of rockstar a little bit. And rockstar is looking into legal recourse, uh, oh, of like, you know, cause it's a massive breach and they don't really know what all they got outside of what they're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. um, let's see here. Uh, there was I wanted to point something out here. Yeah, Rockstar has responded here, noting. Yeah, let me pull up their their response. I knew that they'd kind of a fully addressed it on on Twitter. They posted a statement. <clears throat> See if it'll load for me here today. If it won't, if it won't load, I'll pull it up on my phone because I had it pulled up earlier reading it. So here it is. So a message from Rockstar Games. We recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems, including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto. At this time, we do not anticipate any disruption to our live game services, nor any long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects. We are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with you all in this way. Our work on the next Grand Theft Auto game will continue as planned, and we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you, our players, that truly exceeds your expectations. We'll update you everyone. We'll update everyone again soon. And of course, we'll properly introduce you to this next game when it is ready to be seen. We want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through the situation. And a bunch of developers have individually gone out on Twitter and talked about like how heartbroken they were and sick to their gut uh, that this happened. Because apparently some of the ramifications include the fact that potentially they might not get to work from home anymore. And then there's obviously the idea of maybe somebody that works at Rockstar, helped leak the stuff. Mm, someone's uh, losing and, their job. Someone's going to right, jail. Or potentially several people, you know. I mean, you don't know how, how the business will handle that. Um, and, and there was a bunch of support from a bunch of other developers, like um, um, mm-hmm, his name left me, Neil Druckmann, behind uh, Naughty Dog. Yeah. Because uh, you'll recall uh, there were massive leaks of... Uh, the Last of Us Part Two, like a couple weeks ahead of the release. Okay. And he tweeted out to my fellow devs out there affected by this latest leak: Know that while it feels overwhelming right now, it'll pass. One day we'll be playing your game, appreciating your craft, and the leaks will be uh, relegated to a footnote on a Wikipedia page. Keep pushing, keep making art, and then the heart emoji. Aw. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so there's just been a lot of that, including the subreddit, um, which was down but then reopened. They actually took down that post like I was talking about, not because it got um, like DMCA or anything like that, but just out of respect. They didn't want to keep posting the the, the leaks and stuff. Sure. But yeah, so that was, that's a pretty major. It's probably the like highest profile leak, at least in the last fifteen years. Uh, you know, because it's such a highly anticipated game and it's from such a major developer uh, that it is like a holy shit that like that got leaked. 
you know? Yeah. And for it to like, be so thorough. I do feel like I, I am bummed that it was leaked, but I'm also like, man, they were denying everything, bro. And like, they kept pumping out updates. I was like, I, I didn't think a GTA 6 was even being made yet. I mean, we it's talked like, about the fact that it was. But like, they didn't say anything. They, you know, they talked about like they weren't they, ready to. That's true. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think anything was spoiled enough for me to be like, damn. Now I don't know what it's about. You know, like we, I, I just well, got. The- but there were people dogging on it, talking like it, I love the memes, making fun of those people. But there were people dogging on it of like, this looks like shit. And some, you know, people are like, well, yeah, it wasn't fucking. It's not done. You know, it's very early. I think and I didn't looks, think it looked like shit anyways. No, I thought it looked really fucking good. The amount of detail that I saw, like, in the game is really good. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, I felt like it gave me a boost to be a little more excited. So that's why I'm not, like, <laughs> upset. Like, I, I get it. Like, yeah, a lot of that work wasn't ready to be seen, and I do feel for that. But also, shout out uber hacker for getting me pumped no, for he's GTA a criminal six he's a, no you're correct we do not support that kind of behavior around here no <laughs> good looking out no uh, <laughs> bump the chest you know that's my boy gotta wear ragnarok got a trailer baby uh and it was like oh there's an amber alert. so i just saw it. that's my car <laughs> <laughs> if anybody Knows of a 2016 Kia Soul Silver uh, with a specific state license plate, HLD 9706. Check your local media. Bingo. And if you know that person, fucking turn them in. I don't know what they did, but turn them in. Turn them in. Did we just dox ourselves? No. Maybe. Who cares? Uh, I mean, in in the broadest possible way. P address. <laughs> you know, we start yeah. naming yeah, start My social security off. is... If you turn left on Broadway, you know, what? <laughs> start giving specific directions. I have uh, no, the so yellow you... mailbox. Yeah. Yeah, it's a blue house with a red door. Now, so PlayStation's <laughs> September State of Play has concluded. Do you like that, Belch? I did. Uh, it kind of wrapped up after, you know, it had like about a 20 minute reveal or sorry, 20 minute video full of reveals and updates and stuff and some fresh gameplay footage. They actually showed off 10 games that are coming to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PSVR 2. And so we got an official first look at Tekken 8, which graphically looks phenomenal. Yeah. Did you peep that? Uh-uh. Let me, let me fucking hit you with this. Like, you don't have to watch the whole video, but just in general. Like, uh, let me... Fuck. IGN. Suck my nuts. Suck IGN, IGN doesn't embed... Uh, YouTube videos. Is Sydney Goodman still on there? What'd you call me? Sydney Goodman. She used to be like one of the speakers for IGN. She was dope. She was cool, but like I just stopped seeing her. I'm in love with you. I don't know. Damn, she was cool. She made it feel fun. Yeah. Fuck it. You'll, you'll have to look at it later. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it does. It looks like. <laughs> Let's insert the clip here. Whoa, those are really good graphics. There we go. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're putting the, I think it was uh, an Oculus game, uh, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, on PlayStation VR 2, 
And uh, apparently that's one of the like really good first-person shooters that you kind of have to ignore the fact that it is definitely like an ad for Disneyland or Disney World because Galaxy's Edge is Disney's Star yeah. Wars yeah. park. But apparently the game is very good. Uh, let's see here. Yakuza is getting a spin-off game <laughs> called Yakuza Ishin. Um And it's going to be... Uh, I think it's that one, maybe. Hold on, let me double check and make sure I'm not. I just watched. I just watched a video about uh, the Yakuza games um, from Video Game Dunkley, not a sponsor. Uh, uh-huh. Video Game Dunky, um, and like, it, <laughs> I get so lot like. Mm-hmm. He's doing so much of just random things. Yeah. And like it just threw me off, and I don't know. I'm like I'll have to give it a poke, but like I was expecting it to be kind of like this real hard game, you know, like uh, this guy. Yeah, no, it is a bizarre part of the Yakuza. And then there's like a point where he's doing like RC cars. Yeah, yeah. And like it's like a whole games. yeah. And I was just like, dude, like what? What is going on? He's a gangster. Oh, like what is he doing, dude? There was a game called Pacific Drive that I like it. I want it. So um, it's apparently the first game from Ironwood Studios. Uh, and it, it's going to be you driving like a kind of a, a customized station wagon, basically, uh, along the Pacific Northwest. But it's some weird post apocalypse where there's like dimensional rifts that open and, and, and there's these weird creatures and stuff that come out. And like, kind of changes your environment a little bit, and it's like a it's a first person driving game, uh, and you're just trying to 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 keep moving and like I fix up your car and potentially get away from whatever's going on. What is that out? No, 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 no. They just revealed the trailer. But yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to show you that. But yeah, it's called Pacific Drive, and it does look like a banger. That um, that sounds like a lot of fucking fun. That sounds and different. Then, uh, Neo uh, developer uh, Team Ninja is making an open world samurai game called Rise of the Ronin, which is definitely, uh, I'm sure, slightly inspired by Ghost of Tsushima. Sure. In so far as they're like, oh shit, like people do want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm I want more samurai stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> playing Valhalla. I want more Viking stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll talk more we're, about that later. Yeah, we're yeah we're about to get into it with Ragnarok. And then yeah, so we've got fucking the story trailer for God of War Ragnarok. Oh, oh, my, oh my god! So shows quite uh, a bit, uh, but apparently oh oh <laughs> just <laughs> shows quite a bit off. But apparently, it is mostly from like the first five hours of the game. Uh, which is super pumped up, or got me super pumped up, because we see quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and so it feels like it's going to be a pretty involved game. Uh, we get some nice lines from, like, Kratos and Atreus, and Tyr, the god of war from Norse mythology. Uh, and then Odin has a really cool line talking about, like, you know, basically, have you ever been worshipped, you know? Like, how, how good it feels to be a god that's prayed to and things like that. And Kratos has the really... Yeah, Kratos has a fucking banger of a line where he says that death can have him when it's had a, when it has earned him. And you're like, my God. What uh, the fuck? 
which coming from a man who has died three times in the franchise, you're like, yeah, like death just can't fucking keep a hold of him. Uh, but so obviously, like the the top tier climax of the trailer is that they kind of held off the main theme until Kratos and fucking Thor oh. clash weapons. And because yeah, they both have a weapon that they can oh my recall. God, dude. And yeah, they he they throw Mjolnir and the the Leviathan, the axe Leviathan. At each other, and they get caught in the midair, and they just kind of hold each other in midair, and like lightning fucking explodes off of them, and it's just I popped Chubb and came sprinting across the hallway to you, and I was like, oh, oh, oh we gotta pull this up, hold on, get to YouTube fast, and I showed it to you, and then it, the stinger at the end is uh, them both calling their weapon back as they charge at each other. And I have a theory. I have a theory. Here's my theory. I'm going to call this shit now. Mark it. Stamp it. It's the 19th. 930. I like how specific you're being. Because uh, my theory is he fights Thor. You know, because obviously he's going to kill Thor. Right? Right. Yeah. And so. Mm-hmm. We should point out for the record, the whole like worthiness thing isn't true in Norse mythology. Yeah. That's just an MCU thing. In the Norse mythology, it's just an incredibly heavy uh, hammer that only Thor can lift. And Kratos is a strong motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, and you're saying that, you know, about us lifting it, and I said, dude, like, it'd be cool to, like, as you're lifting it, bash in, like, Like circle. Like rage. Yeah, to get the rage, and then you pick it up and throw it at him. Oh, dude. Oh, oh. Yeah, fucking cool that would be, bruh. Or like I said, what if you fucking kill Odin with Mjolnir? Oh. But then I said, I also wanted to point out when they do clash their weapons together, you know, uh, Kratos doesn't have to do anything. Like he can just, it kind of just comes Opens back his hand to him. and pulls it back. Yeah. Yeah. But with Thor, then they, it was a very specific, like you could hear it, you could see it. Yeah. And I feel Thor like they snaps. wouldn't put it in yeah. there for, yeah, Thor snaps and, you know, the, uh, the hammer comes back to him. So I feel like that that's there for a reason. And I could just see it up, uh, you know, you're fighting Thor and you're just breaking his fingers, you know, just ripping them apart so he can't snap to bring back his hammer. I do and wonder that's if how... part of it. Go ahead. I was going to say, Sorry. maybe that's how you get a hold of it and throw it at him. Yeah, or you can just fucking drop it on his head. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, dude, that'd be insane. Um, but no, so I do wonder if, from like a game design perspective, if a part of that is to work your way around, like you have to snap to call Mjolnir, that way there isn't like a, well, how does, uh, how do they not accidentally call each other's weapons or whatever? You know what I mean? From the mm-hmm. fact that they both just open their hand. So that's like a visual difference. It's like, yeah, you snap to call Mjolnir back and Kratos just gets to open his palm and summon the Leviathan axe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited yeah, for that yeah. game. We're, we're going a little long on the news. Uh, we got to get talking about this movie, baby. Yeah. So, Barbarian review. Uh, reception, Rotten Tomatoes, 92% critic score, 70% score from the audience. So, a little bit of a low audience score, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, IMDb has it at a 7.6 out of 10, and Metacritic gave it a 79. So, as far as audience ratings go, they're all floating somewhere in the 70s, uh, whereas the critics kind of had a higher opinion of it, which uh, I, I, I guess I could see, because general audiences are kind of stupid sometimes. <laughs> Not that if you dislike the movie, you're stupid. It's just... That, no, that's exactly what we're saying. That's what we're saying, yeah. <laughs> no, so performance-wise, uh, right now it's got a domestic box office after about 12 days of $22 million, 
on a budget of ten and a half. So it's made its nice. money back. And I was looking, it has only released in the US so far, so it doesn't have a worldwide uh, box office yet. It looks like it has released in Chile, is the only like <laughs> non-US Canadian Word. release. <laughs> I don't know why Chile was like, yeah, we want that shit. But they got it. <clears throat> um, cast and crew, Georgina Miller plays Tess, Bill Skarsgård plays Keith, and Justin Long plays AJ. And then it's actually written and directed by Zach Krager, who, remember yesterday I asked you if you wanted a little fun fact? Oh, you yeah. You said no, you wanted to get it live. Zach yeah. Krager is one of the creators and showrunners of Whitest Kids You Know. No way. Yeah. What? Yeah, who, who, and he fucking wrote and directed this. I know, uh, what's his name? Tyler. Tyler Moore passed away. Oh. Yeah. That broke my heart. R.I.P. Tyler Moore. Let me. Too soon. Out. Too soon. They took my boy too soon. So I don't know if you'll recognize him from like a picture, but I'll I'll drop. I bet you I would. You. Boom. Yeah, I smoked pot with him. <laughs> uh, it, it, vaguely, his face vaguely looks familiar. Yeah, so I was looking. It looks like most of his roles in Whitest Kids You Know were just like quick little side roles. It seems like yeah. he's definitely probably more of a, a writer director than he was uh, an actor. Mm-hmm. Um. But did you ever see the movie Miss March with uh, mm. Trevor Moore? And and uh, it actually is uh, Zach Krager here is the main character in it. But it was basically made by them. Uh, and it's just a stupid sex comedy from 2009. But uh, yeah, that's like that's all I know him from. Like when it said, why does he do now? I was like, what? I just thought that was worth noting that this movie was made by a guy who also made why does kid you know? Dude, that was some of the funniest shit, though. We still jam to uh, the old folks' home song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. High at Church is so funny. Yeah. I'm high at the, Church. Uh, I, I fucking love the Abe Lincoln skit. Yeah, that one's good. That he's just, he's just a loud, obnoxious guy at the theater. He's the fuckhead. And so they're like, all right, well, I got to kill this guy. <laughs> I really like, there's, um, oh, God, it's the... Uh... There's a couple. There's one where it's like the businessmen and they're like shooting at each other. Yes. Like across the buildings. And like but, his uh, secretary just gets domed right in the just head. just fucking dropped. He's like, Janice. <laughs> yeah, Janice. All right, no, we got off track. We got off track. We got we to gotta, we gotta keep moving. We're on like yeah. 55 minutes of recording. Steam it, baby. All right, so synopsis. You got one ready? Oh, baby, I do. A young Is it woman spoilery? Dis- no. All right. A young woman discovers the rental home she's booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night, but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. Yeah, so the one from IMDb literally just says, a woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she rented is not what it seems. Ah, uh, mine's better. Maybe. So, spoiler-free plot thoughts. Let's run them. You want to start? You want me to start? You start, baby. I thought it did a really good job of building suspense. Uh, mm. It felt mm. it felt believable to me. Um, here, here. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did a very good job of deriving horror out of like a, an individual's perspective. So, like you and I talked about the fact of like it, it's scarier from her perspective as a woman in the situation. Mm-hmm. And they do really lean into like the stuff that a woman has to think about versus a man. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, and it does manage to make 
like especially that first night really tense at first of like waiting Absolutely, on the other yeah. to drop um i just wrote here very fucking scary yeah like like, yeah. like psychologically horrifying um i actually watched one of the trailers again and it's from the same producers of the grudge and it as well as the ring and the grudge does the same thing to me as this did where like the grudge whenever, whenever i rewatch it makes me afraid of the dark for a little bit Oh, of like, oh, I don't know what it is about the grudge, because typically the supernatural stuff doesn't do it to me. Mm -hmm. But but the grudge does for some reason. And like the kind of like running sideways up the stairs after you turn the light off, you know, <laughs> we were like, you're not running, but you're moving a little bit faster. You know? Oh, yeah, you're you're picking boom, up boom, the boom, pace, boom, 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 boom. you know, <laughs> and you can just picture the hand reaching out behind you, you know, <laughs> um, and this kind of had that same vibe for me the first night after we watched it when we came home from the theater. I was like, yeah, oh, man, the dark's a little bit extra spooky tonight. You know, <laughs> I can just picture someone looking at me from the dark and we're going to be plugging in the nightlight sensor, baby. Yeah, right. Uh, and no, but in, with that in mind, it does use the dark very well, mm -hmm. um, both from like a, a fear perspective and then also just from a smart like film production standpoint, I think. Mm hmm. Uh, to kind of it uses the dark to kind of help with the fact that it is only a ten million dollar film. Yeah, uh, and then I just I really liked the way that the story was structured. It wasn't uh, a typical uh, narrative structure. I didn't think. Yeah, I uh, so some of the things I really liked is exactly what you're saying is uh, the story um, because it had a very interesting, you know, with I know, it's it very, very hard because the trailers tell you almost nothing. So I'm yeah. trying to keep it to like what the so, trailer shows you. What yeah, what you kind of are expecting to go into, it takes a really hard turn. That's like that is oh, connected in a way. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, oh I alright. <laughs> um and then you know, a, a lot of the camera angles in there as well, just very good. And like I'll talk about a certain one yeah. uh, in the spoilers. But I mean just beautiful camera uh camera art and you know uh, cinematography. Yeah, it was just it, it really blew my mind. I always get so uh, so jazzed about that stuff and it, it was killing it. Yeah. And um, then, yeah, like you're saying, it was believable. It felt good paced. Like, yeah. there's no point where I'm like, man, this is starting to drag. Like, what's going to happen? It all felt like, OK, we're yeah, learning. definitely pulled you through it. Yeah, it's like we're learning as she's learning, like every little detail. And it's like, all right, you got to hold on to that shit because it's important. Mm -hmm. that That's all I had. For non-spoilers. Right. Um, making sure I don't have anything else. Uh, so I would say... He, uh, so characters in chemistry. Uh, mm. Bill Skarsgård and Georgina Miller, I think, have actually really good chemistry together. Yeah. And yeah. something of note. So Bill Skarsgård is Swedish, mm -hmm. and uh, Georgina Miller is actually British. She's from the UK. And I thought both of them had a really good American accent. Yeah. Especially Bill Skarsgård, because I know what he actually sounds like. Yeah, you he's know? got a so really thick like, accent. I've never heard him do an American accent. I don't think. Uh, what about like uh, him playing Pennywise? Well, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I count that separately because Pennywise is like putting on a specific voice, you know, as sure. opposed to like he just sounds like a guy in this, you know. Mm -hmm. Where I think it would be easier for someone with an accent to be like, "Hello, Georgie, do you want a boat?" You know, versus yeah. just sounding like they're from the Midwest. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
Uh, and then I thought Georgina Miller was very convincing as far as like the fear that she had to have. Oh and, yeah. And, and I never thought that she felt like a textbook horror movie character as mm-hmm. far as like, okay, this dumb bitch, here she is. You know what I mean? No, like everything no, no. she did, I was like, yeah, I, like I could see myself being there. Like without giving any much away, there's a scene in the trailer where you actually see uh, like a weird door in like the basement and just a dark hallway. And, you know, you're always like, why the fuck would you go in there? You know what I mean? And she even addresses that. Like when she sees it, she goes, nope, I'm not. And she just kind of leaves it alone. She walks away from it. And she's like, nope. Uh, And then obviously curiosity gets the the better. But it was kind of nice to see somebody like make a wise decision. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, that's not that ain't nothing about that. looks like me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah. So do you have any anything about the the actors or or anything like that? No, yeah. I mean, I felt spoiler free. Every role had a pretty solid purpose, I feel, and it was all very good acting. Um, yeah. Like even some of the smaller characters that were in it, I still it still felt genuine. Um, you know, as well as yeah, like with uh, Bill Skarsgård's character, you know, it just the whole situation when they first interact just feels very natural. And it's like, yeah, that's probably it's awkward in the same, right way. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah, it's like convincingly awkward. It's not awkward because you're like, this just feels unnatural. It's awkward because you're like, God, yeah, how would you behave in that situation? Yeah. So how do how, how do we rate these things, Chris? So you can either be underwhelmed, which means you were, you know, the, the film was underwhelming. You did not uh, didn't meet your expectations. Yeah. You can be overwhelmed, which means it exceeded your expectations and you thoroughly enjoyed the film. Or you can just be simply whelmed. Boom, it's right there in the fucking title, baby. Yes. So, uh, what do you what do you got marked there? Uh overwhelming. Yeah, I I was overwhelmed. I, I think yeah. part of that's helped by the fact that I didn't really know what I was getting into, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to know more of what it was, I was like pleasantly surprised by the the turns it took. Um, before we get into spoilers, we did kind of talk ahead of time. This movie does have some pretty like sensitive content as far as like yeah. um sexual assault and abuse and things like that. So if that's something that you're like not not groovy with, definitely don't see it cuz there is some pretty heavy implication. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean obviously it, it's a person by person case, but yeah, I didn't it was pretty pretty heavily uh like the the word is used, which I don't know that we're allowed to use that word. So we're not going to use that word. Yeah. Just to be I don't know if that word's allowed on some of the platforms, so I won't. We won't use that word. Um, <clears throat> we'll just call. It, we'll just say assault. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was literally like I think my only problem is I think there should have been something in, in the beginning of the movie that said like you know, uh, viewer discretion is advised. You know, some of the stuff I is like a heads up. I yeah. do wonder if that was in like the MPAA rating. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. You know, sometimes it'll say rated R for XYZ. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't remember, though. Uh, it just says, by the MPAA, it's been rated R for some strong violence and gore, uh, disturbing material, language throughout, and sexual nudity. I guess it'd fall under disturbing material. Disturbing but... material, potentially, but yeah, it's vague enough that you might not realize what it applies to. Yeah. But also, you know, I don't know. 
either way, yeah. So if that's if you haven't seen the movie uh, and you don't want to hear about that kind of stuff, uh, I mean, we're not going to dwell on it too much, but it is part of the content, so it's going to come up. Yeah. Um, just you know, skip to the skip to the cryptids, and uh, and yeah, and if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see it, I skip to the cryptids. Come back later because uh, it is a very good movie, and I would recommend going. To see it. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, it is very scary. I thought maybe it looked thrillerish from the trailer, and then uh, this was like, nope, it is a horror movie. Yeah, it did a really good job of like constantly keeping you tense. We are in spoilers now, by the way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like so, when, like, you know, stri- checking out the place, everything like that, like that, just that uppity music when she first arrives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like high tense music. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, the whole discovery of the, the basement. Yeah. Like, you did not want her to cross that threshold into the dark. You're like, no, no. do not. And then when she does go down the hallway and discovers um, what can only be described as, like, a dungeon um, for abuse, um, she, she, you know, you as the audience member, like, oh, fuck, you got to get out of there. And I do think a piece of that does come from how well they set up, like I said, that that fear of her perspective of, like, mm-hmm. as a woman, you don't know what, you know, she. there's things she should be more afraid of than a guy necessarily has to think about. And one of those right. is her vulnerability as a woman versus a man. Um, uh, and and that, that discovery of that dungeon in the, the basement really kind of triggered that fight or flight of, like, I've got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Where it's literally a, a dirty mattress with a camera pointed at it and a, a, a bucket, presumably for bathroom breaks, you know. And yeah, it's not cool. And she does. She's like, I got to get out of there. And I think those are the things that really bother me and like scare me because I've talked yeah. about it before. I don't know if I brought it up on here or not, but like the paranormal doesn't bother me. It's people that scare me, you know? Yeah. And, and so that's something that actually happened, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And, and then, um, Bill Sc- like so it ramps up very so it's a slow burn until it's not. Yeah. And then as soon as it hits, it when it hits, hits it hits to one hundred. Uh because you're like at first that first night you're like, oh, is is Bill Scar? Wow. Would you like to call one zero zero for emergency services? No, thank you. No problem. I won't. Preach. Um uh... I know my watch is always listening, but no, uh, they, yeah, that first night with her and Bill Skarsgård, like you said, it's very believable because um, basically the the what do you call that? Like the Airbnb got double booked. Mm-hmm. And so she shows up and Bill Skarsgård still has it for the night and she needs it for the night. And they're trying to figure out what to do because it's like very late. It's in Detroit and um, in a not great area. And there's some conference in town, allegedly. And that's the other thing is they do a good job of making you not necessarily trust Bill Skarsgård up front. Yeah. You kind, of, you kind of expect that he's... And I think there's three things going on there. One thing is you could see that being a story that would unfold, you know? Mm-hmm. Just the expectation as an audience member. Uh, and then also, I think another expectation as an audience member is that Bill Skarsgård's kind of known for playing a, a creepy role, you yeah. know? And so you do kind of expect, oh, well, you've got Bill Skarsgård in here. He's going to be the bad guy, you know? Uh, and then the third thing is like, as a woman, yeah, you don't know this guy and you're really gonna fucking stay the, you know, if that was my daughter, I'd be mad at her, you know, 
You fucking what? You just shared an Airbnb with this guy that you've never met? You know, why would you do that? And uh, <clears throat> so they do really lean into that that first night of like, yeah, I don't know that I trust this guy. And then for it to ramp up into uh, full disclosure, like like I said, full spoilers and to try and move things along. They go down into the tunnels because that's there's another secret passageway. Um, that leads in, it's in like that catacombs. It looks like yeah, catacombs almost like in there. Uh, to me, it almost looks like an abandoned mine where it's like hand cut out. Yeah. And has like lumber reinforcements every so often. Uh, and there's just this mine down there and she's like, he goes down to check it out for her because uh, he's not believing her necessarily. And, uh, she finally gets enough of like, I can't find him. Where'd he go? And starts hollering for him. And he's yelling, yelling for help from what sounds like forever away. And you're like, where the fuck did this guy go? You know? Mm-hmm. And there is just this big, dark, spooky tunnel that she's kind of walking through and she finds and there's like a cage door. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And when she fucking finds, first of all, Bill Skarsgård scared the fuck out of me. Uh, yeah. Crawling out of the dark at her. And he's telling her that there's somebody else down there with them. And I like my fight or flight kicked and I'm like, you gotta get the fuck out of there, you know? <laughs> and uh, he's freaking out, you know, understandably so saying that somebody bit him. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, is it a zombie movie? Is it a, right, a yeah. monster movie? What is this? You know? Because you did, you think it was just gonna be like a slasher movie of sorts with with Bill Skarsgård, uh, and then all of a sudden it's not. And this very gray, ominous figure comes stomping out of the dark, like out of frame, almost out of focus, and just grabs Bill Skarsgård and bludgeons his head into the wall like eight or nine times until it's paced. And then mm-hmm. uh, the camera pans up, and you see that it's just a, a naked female figure with grotesque facial features uh, that screams at the, at, at Georgina Miller's character, Tess. And then it just hard cuts to uh, what's his fucking name. Uh, what did I say? His fucking name was Justin long, just <laughs> singing a nice song in a fucking top down convertible on the fucking Pacific yeah. coast. <laughs> yeah. Just. And you're like, plan. what the fuck? Cause you know, the, like Justin long, I think has like two brief shots in the trailer. And so it is definitely a blink and you miss it. And so you're like, what are, well, so now what's the movie? You know what I mean? Right. Cause the assumption is that her and Bill Skarsgård are both dead. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause like you both would think like these are the main characters. Yeah. But you do discover, you know, so for there's, there's themes of like Justin Long is an actor who's going to be a pilot or going to be in a pilot for a TV show. And his female co-star accuses him of, sexual misconduct or what do they call it? Like aggressive sexual activity or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's trying to figure out what the, exactly that means for him and then his show and things like that. And basically she is accusing him of, of full sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's having to start to liquidate some assets uh, because he's obviously not going to be getting projects and things like that. And he's going to have to be facing legal battle and uh, he owns property out in Detroit and is going to go liquidate his assets to try and get some money back to buy him some time, right? Well, so <laughs> he goes to uh, he goes to this house, right? And, and, and there is some nice comedy, honestly, uh, awkwardly enough, uh, with him, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, when he gets back to Michigan, he's looking around. He's like, "Who the fuck's here?" Yeah. You know, he sees yeah. all that shit laying around. He's like, who the fuck is here? And then yeah, it's been the, a couple weeks. You find out. Yeah. 
and you know he sees that um the door to the basement's open which is kind of plays an important role because um that door latches yeah it gets like jammed and they got stuck in there a couple times so they propped it open and he unpropped it closed it and was trying to figure out everything and then it yeah it is kind of said that like yeah no one's been there for weeks so he uh well, he goes downstairs and he starts looking Thinking around. Thinking he's got squatters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and, he's like, uh, got a fucking kitchen knife hollering into the dark. Yeah, he goes, I'll let you live. Doesn't he see he's got a fucking gun? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a fucking gun. And I'm going to, about five seconds, I'm going to come down and start sh- blowing your head off. Yeah. But if you come out now, I'll let you go. I'll let yeah. you go. I'll let you get out of here. But, um, and he goes down and he sees... He sees that the dungeon. Uh, yeah, that dungeon and that long hallway to it. And the first thing he does, <laughs> he looks and he goes, Oh, oh my God, son of a bitch, or oh fuck, yeah, whatever is that. And then yeah. he's Googling basement and stuff for like square footage. Yeah, can underground rooms be counted in your square footage when selling a house? And then like so basically he discovers... said like, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it basically says like, you can't count it, but like you can say like, an addition. Yeah, yeah, you can count it as, like, area, but not necessarily square footage, things like that. Yeah. And he's like, sick. That's all I Yeah, he's here. like, oh, fuck. And starts just measuring it with a tape measure. <laughs> and it's like, measuring out this, this room where, uh, obviously, like, somebody was held prisoner and, and assaulted. And he's like, sits down on the bed, and then, like, jumps up real quick and is like, rubbing the dirt off his ass. And is like, oh, fuck, yuck, you know. Gross, 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 then just gross. goes right back to work. Back to measuring stuff out. And he discovers that long stairwell that goes down even further to like catacombs, call them. And he goes, Mother fuck. You know, and you're like, okay, now it's set in that it, this is scary. And no, he just fucking props the, the tape measure and starts measuring the stairs. <laughs> yeah. And Taking just stopping his way down into the dark with his tape measure. And his little flashlight. Yeah. And literally is fine up until he finds a nest down there. Like, this weird room with a TV playing, like, Mommy and Me videos. Yeah. Of, like, how to be oh, a mother. Oh, yeah, that's so and, creepy. And his fucking tape measure starts getting pulled out of his hand. Like, oh, starts unrolling. Oh yeah. And he looks down at it and kind of lets go, and it gets young, yanked off into the dark, and you're like, oh, fuck. You know? And, and yeah, and that it. fucking beast comes stomping out of the dark yeah. at him. Uh, that lady thing, and he runs away and falls into a pit, and a cage door gets dropped down over top of him. And you're like, well, he's fucked. And uh, fucking Tess, Georgina Miller, is alive down yep, there, and yep, basically yep, tells yep. him, like, dude, you'd better get your shit together. Like, you gotta stay calm. If you upset her, you're like, you're fucked. You're dead. Yeah. So he's like, what? What the fuck? What? You know? And yeah, and the fucking... So the credits call her mother, so that's how we'll refer to the, the creature... Mommy? ...thing. <laughs> mommy? No, not mommy. mommy. Uh, yeah, mother. <laughs> but <laughs> Mother, uh, dearest. Yeah, mother. Mother comes stomping over and sticks a gross fucking baby bottle Dude, down yeah, through the it slots. Was, it's got fucking hair horny. on it. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got fucking gross-looking hair. Hang yeah. off of the end of it. Like, this looks it could have nasty. Very, it, it, it looked like pubic hair. And that's not even me being, like, making a joke. That's legitimately, like, yeah, like greasy, curly look to it. And you're like, oh, God, what am I? 
what mystery hair is that? <laughs> yeah, and Tess is like, drink it. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm not drinking that shit, he's, dog. He's, yeah, like like I said, if you're sticking that bottle down there, fuck you, go ahead and kill me, because I'm not doing it. <laughs> and so, like, it's just her greasy gray arm hanging down there, and then she just kind of leans it over towards Tess, and Tess is on that thing like a fucking lamb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She knows what's up. She's suckling right now. She's nursing. And uh, so, yeah, they're like, all right, sick. And uh, the fucking mommy is like, here you go, try it again to Justin Long. And he's like, no, pass. And so she fucking lifts the cage up and just drags his ass out of there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's dead. You <laughs> know? <laughs> <laughs> well, good to know you. And then, uh, oh, God. the But she leaves the cage open. Yeah, she leaves the cage open and he drops his flashlight. And uh, Tess yeah, was so, able to crawl out. Yeah, and what does she discover? Um, what was happening to Justice Long, Justin Long? Oh my God, dude! That this beast was breastfeeding him and just like, or at least attempting to, trying to, man, and like, oh, he wouldn't latch, and she was getting frustrated. Yeah, man, <laughs> dude, it was just fucking vo- Her voice is kind of really scary sounding. Mm-hmm. And she's just she's calling him baby. But it's coming yeah. off, Baba, and she fucking boops his nose. Yeah, dude, in this port now. I mean, yeah, oh, it's poor like guy, this asshole. Yeah, this fuckhead, who did, by the way, half admit that he did in fact assault yeah. his co-star. So at this point in the story, you do know that whether he thinks it was or not, he did assault her, because mm-hmm. he basically plays it off as like. Well, she said no at first, but, you know, I'm a persistent guy, and she came around. Yeah. And you're like, that's so fucking slimy. Yeah. Fucking grease And so, you know, yeah, then in retrospect, I don't feel as bad about him having this monster's nipple stuffed in his face. (laughs) As he's gagging and retching, and Georgina Miller's, like, basically getting ready to deuce out. Uh, In fact, she she does, doesn't she? That's when she leaves him. Yeah, she starts to deuce out, and then she trips on the tape measure... Yeah, and, and mommy's uh, like not. And cool mommy f- drops. Um, uh, AJ shit, is the character's name. name. Yeah, drops AJ, and Tessa fucking, <laughs> you know, fucking Bullshit. is hauling ass, bro. Straight and, up breaks the fucking basement window. Yeah, because the because the door's locked because he took off the the barrier. Because yeah, AJ's a, a fuck. Yeah, and so she broke out the window, and then some homeless guy helped her out. Saves her. <laughs> And uh, m- mommy, like, just arm reached out of the, the window and is like, yeah, oh and my it is, god. It is so creepy to see her in broad daylight. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. Because it is all very dark and, like I said, just vague, like, f- cell phone flashlight illumination. Mm-hmm. And you know what a dark room looks like with your cell phone light, where it's that almost whitish blue light, you know? Yeah. And so it is very, like, dimly lit. So to see her in just broad daylight like that, like, oh, fuck. See her teeth are all weirdly shaped. Mm-hmm. And she's almost got, Ooh. like, a round mouth. I found this on the web. Shut the fuck up! Oh, it gave me an orthodontist. Oh, hey Watch off since apparently. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. All in all, pretty, pretty fucking scary to see her out there like that. And Tess is like, I gotta go back and get him. And I did like the, uh, the addition of her hoofing it to uh, the gas station and finding uh, finding somebody that she could use their phone and, and call 
She does look pretty roughed up because she's been missing for who knows how long. A week, yeah, estimate at least a week a at least. Weeks. And uh, so she calls the cops, and the cops basically brush her off as like a crackhead. Yeah, and just completely disagree. They take her to the house, uh, and they're like, "Yeah, no, the only crime I see is that you broke that fucking window." We, should, you know, and she's getting so frustrated, and you're like, "Nice, glad they take this woman seriously," you know. Yeah. And uh, they definitely did not. And so then she takes it into her own hands. She's like, oh my god, gotta go and get Justin Long. Gotta go save his ass. And uh, that's about the time that we get the, the third sort of piece of the pie. Yeah, because uh, Justin Long or AJ. Well, so um, we, we we see the guy first. We see the flashback first. Yeah. And it's this guy who... It seems to be the just... 80s, like 1980 maybe on the nose, because about Reagan coming into office. Yeah. And it's this guy, and he's just driving to... The store. It, the store. And he's uh, looking around, and lady asks him, you know, what you in here for, sweetheart? And he's like, uh, diapers. Diapers, plastic sheets. Yeah. And, you know, and then they're talking about having a baby, but they're having the baby at home, and so she's helping him get all this stuff. And then, you know, he just puts it in his car, and it looks just, like, average, but seems like off like there's, there's something, something eerie to it yeah and then he just kind of looks over and sees like a woman putting groceries in her car and then he just sits and waits and then she leaves and, her. yeah and he starts following her and, that's and then he like oh yeah and then he end, he ends up following her home and then dressing up as uh aep no uh so dwp so i'm assuming that's the detroit water something because he, he goes and checks the faucet yeah yeah, but then also unlocks the window. Yeah, unlock the bathroom window so we can come back later. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, and so then it becomes very apparent that, because his house that they're in, you find out. And so he's the one that has the the room in the basement, you know, mm-hmm. for, for purpose. Uh, and, um, yeah, so you're like, oh, God, that's great. <clears throat> and that's, oh, yeah, and that's when you find out from the homeless guy that, uh, He's like, yeah, no, like, because he's telling Tess before she goes back in, and you know, that that lady is not a monster or anything. It's just that's a crazy lady, and uh, her dad still lives there with her, or you know, dad never left basically. Yeah, you know, and says that dad was taking girls down there and having oh. babies with them. He yeah. says he was having babies with them and then having babies with the babies. And says, you know, how many times can you make a copy of a copy before you get something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, Jesus. So the poor mommy is just a horribly inbred person, you know? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and obviously her father is an absolute monster, a human monster. And uh, honestly, in a sick way, I could have seen a little bit more about him. Um, but... I don't know that you want to. You know what I mean? I I mean, I felt like it was pretty... It was caught up to speed, like I knew enough about him. Yeah, I get the, the idea. Yeah. Um, but he... Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, you were talking about Justin Long, so he takes the opportunity for... Since Mommy's been t- chasing Tess, yeah, he goes and wandering so, through the, the, the tunnels. Yeah, and he's looking around trying to find something, and then he finds almost like a wire... And so he follows it, and it leads him into this room. And, you, you know, he turns around real quick to see and sees Mommy start, like, coming out of, lurking out of the shadows, and then sees that, you know, 
he's at he's some at door, door and she just kind of backs off and she's like, uh-uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere and, either. Right. And got us thinking like, fuck, what what's the fuck in there? is th- right? Like what the fuck's in there for her to be like, nah, I'm, I'm solid. Pass. So he walks in and he's just like looking around and it's, you know, filthy little bedroom and sees the old guy laying there. Yeah, dad, the father, mm-hmm. uh, the, the yeah. monster, laying there. And he is just so old and gross looking. Yeah. And, and uh, he's got videotapes in there. I'm not going to talk any much about them, yeah. but they're definitely, they're basically evidence, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, proof of what he did. And uh, there's, like, a lot of them. Yeah, and it's just, you know, like and... 60 uh, of them. AJ... Sees it, and then you know, starts calling. Plays it because he's not sure what it is. Yeah, right. sees what it is, stops it, and then is like, "You're a monster." You know, he's telling how sick of a person he's around. And he's like, "I gotta, I'm gonna get out of here." I'm like, "I gotta call the cops." Like, and they're gonna know what happened here. And then he leans over, basically like, grabs a gun out of his bedside. Yeah, the dad does. Yeah, and, and then uh, shoots his, you know, kills himself. Yeah. And then AJ takes the gun. Yeah, he's like, I the fuck out of here. Yeah, and then he's like, all right, I got to bounce, I guess. And then... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, at the same time as Tess is going down to get him. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, oh, yeah, because Tess, Tess fucking... So it gets dark outside, and Mommy fucking comes busting out of the, uh, the fucking front door, and Tess rams into her with the oh, car. Oh, yeah. And just pins her to the house. And, you know, thinking she's killer. And so Tesco's stomping down into the tunnels now, feeling safe that Mommy's dead. And uh, her and Justin Long meet at opposite ends of the tunnel by accident. And Justin Long thinks that she's Mommy, and he shoots her. Yeah, right in the side. Yeah, we thought he shot her in the fucking head, because she's yeah, got the way bloody it looked, yeah. forehead from the I car like, accident. I was like, no fucking way, bro. Yeah, I was like, what? And uh, so they kind of hop. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he picks her up and they hobble out into the street. And fucking mommy is not on the uh, uh, not on the car hood anymore. Uh-uh, she's gone. And so they're like, where the fuck are we supposed to go? Because his keys are down in the tunnels. And he's like, I'm not fucking. Yeah. And so they go hobbling down the street. She's like, if we can get to the water tower where that homeless man lives, he said it's safe there. And so he kind of helps them out a little bit and uh, is talking to him about you know, everything that's going on. <laughs> and he's like, they're like, all right, so how do you know she won't come in here and get us? And he's like, I've been living here for 15 years. You know, right? she ain't never come in here. And about that time, the fucking back wall of his hut gets yanked off. Yeah, and she shit. just picks him up by the neck and rips his arm off at the socket and then beats him to death with his own arm. Yeah. And uh, Justin right, Long bro. and Georgina Miller like deuces, you know? Yeah, real quick. They're like, all right, we're out. And so they start scaling the uh, the water tower, get to the top, and Mommy is all hot on their tail. Yeah, and, uh, real hot. And you're like, oh, fuck. It's kind of it was starting to trigger my fight or flight as far as, like, they are <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, so, she is in hot pursuit. Your butthole puckers. Yeah, seeing her stomping up the steps. You're like, oh, God. You know? And, uh, yeah, they, uh, oh, we should mention, I don't know that we clarified it. That house is, like, the only house still standing in this neighborhood. Yeah, it's in, like, it's the all... outskirts of Detroit where it's just a ghost town. Mm-hmm. And, um... <gasps> threw up a little bit. 
And Justin Long fucking butterfingers the pistol and drops it over the ledge. <laughs> butterfingers. He does. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Dude, he does so hard. He, he does it with a few items. He does it with like the knife and he does it with his fucking cell phone at one point. He does it with mm-hmm. the, the goddamn knife and the flashlight and then the pistol. And you're like, dude, somebody's got to get this guy like some fucking get gloves catching with gloves. fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you know those Shit, gloves dude. that, uh, that what do you call them, goalies wear that are super sticky? Yeah, yeah. Give him those because he has got butter fingers. But so he does. He drops the fucking pistol and you're like, son of a bitch. And, you know, Tess is very, she's she's been shot. You know, like she's she is not well. And uh, he's like, dude, we're stuck. Like we're, we're fucking cornered. We're dead. And he basically looks at Tess and is like, I can I can make it. But uh, you're going to buy me some time. And she's like, what? And then he just grabs her by the hair and throws her over the edge. Yeah. And then and she's, mommy, she's falling. And mommy, <laughs> mommy fucking dolphin dives. Yeah, she's going for her. she's like, not yes. my baby. Dives yeah. over the edge and catches Tess and kind of tanks the damage like King Kong, you know, falling <laughs> off the fucking the, the, the Empire State, you know. And uh, so, you know, Tess is laying in her her arms on the ground. And so what? AJ's like, oh, shit, I better go down there, you know, and he goes down <laughs> and Tess is kind of coughing and he starts making excuses. You know, I'm really sorry. You know, I had to do that. I, I, I didn't mean to throw you. You slipped, you know, and he starts making excuses. And uh, you thought that he kind of had turned a corner because when they're talking to the homeless man, he's talking about the fact that, like, he's hurt people. Yeah. And he wants wants to to make the right thing reparations, you know, and you can tell that he's definitely talking about his co-star as well as obviously the fact that he shot Tess. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, you know, his run in with the father down in the tunnels really affected him. And he realized how monstrous his acts were, you know. And so he's learned a lesson, right? Well, no, he obviously is not because he fucking throws Tess off the roof. And uh, mommy fucking opens her eyes, just sits up and grabs him by the face, thumbs his eyes out so hard that his fucking brain starts oozing out of his eye sockets. And then she just cracks his head open in the middle like a fucking apple. Yep. And we were like, holy fuck. And uh, yeah, mommy starts loving on on Tess, trying to help her, you know, until she's hurt. And and, uh you know, Tess is trying to tell her, like, no, I can't move. Like, I'm, I'm. Yeah, she, she keeps trying to pick her up, take her back to the tunnels. You know, I'll make you better and all that. And Tess is like, no, I can't move. I can't go, you know. And uh, Tess is like using her free hand to try and fumble around for that pistol. Yeah, and, I was uh, sitting right next to her. And mommy even hits her with like the, Papa, you know, and you're like, oh mm-hmm. no, that's kind of sad. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, the, she just fucking puts the pistol to her face and bam, pulls the well, trigger. The the mommy like kisses, like puts her mouth kisses through her, her lips yeah. and puts it on her forehead. And then, yeah, right after she does that, Tess is just bam. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck. She didn't hesitate. And Maybe then they, oh, I can't out. remember what song they played, but that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Soundtrack was good because it totally yeah. just took a turn. Cause it was more of like that upbeat, swanky, like 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, she's going to be all right, you know? Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's walking out, heading to the, probably to the hospital, I assume. I would hope. <laughs> well, yeah, one would hope. But uh, I just want to look at my, my bullet points here real quick. Um, yeah, the monster reveal was really scary with, uh, you know, Bill Skarsgård getting absolutely obliterated. Uh, 
I like I genuinely thought that like the movie could have ended there. Not in like a, I wouldn't have been happy with it, but I was like, are you fucking with me? Like that's the end. Um, I did think that it did a good job through the advertisement of not really giving anything away. Yeah, I did kind of like the commentary on on like the evils that men are capable of. In, in a oh way. Yeah. yeah, because um, obviously not all men are bad. And it even proves that with, like, Bill Skarsgård. She thought he might be a creeper, and he knew that and was trying to make her as comfortable as he could in such an uncomfortable situation. Right. And then does end up being, like, a genuinely good guy. And uh, obviously he doesn't make it. He dies. Um, and then the homeless man is trying to help out as best he can. And she kind of makes assumptions of, of him that he's scary because earlier he... Like, comes running up trying to stop her from going in the house the first time he sees her. And she thinks, oh, God, this guy's going to get me, you know, and, like, hurries her way into the house. And he ends up being a good guy that gets got. And then, obviously, there's characters like the father and AJ um, who are, who not, are, are, good are not good guys. And, uh, and you know, there's obviously the, the very heavy, like, <laughs> metaphor, symbolism, however you want to put it, in that the monster of the movie is literally a product of, of like, man's violence towards women. Uh, in a way, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that it kills, you know, I say it, the, you know, she kills Justin Long's character who, who yeah. did that thing, you know, and yeah, there's definitely a lot of that, that, that commentary and it wasn't heavy handed or anything, but it was, yeah, like <laughs> men are scary. Like, yeah, that's, uh, it, it, it did a really good job helping. I mean, cause it, it is <clears throat> difficult for like, men to see stuff like that because you know it's mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't happen to us you know and uh as it much, did a really yeah, yeah we don't have right. to and um about those things as much it, it did a really good job of helping see that yeah um because another thing that it did visually that i liked especially in the beginning in that first night with her and bill skarsgård is you see they do a tight angle of her in the door of like every room that she goes into and oh, then the yeah. one time that she doesn't lock it because she's drunk on the wine and she kind of just goes to bed, but her door gets opened. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. That was one that really uh, was the implication that because the homeless guy straight up tells her, like, you don't want to be around here because she comes out at dark, you know, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like the idea that she comes up out of the tunnels and just wanders at night is terrifying. But that first night she wakes up in the middle of the night to hearing her door getting opened. And she's got her back to the door, so she's kind of listening to see if somebody's coming into the room or not. And uh, then you just hear footsteps go stomping down the hallway, so she kind of sits up real quick and sees that her door is open. And Bill Skarsgård's laying on the couch having a fucking nightmare. And when she goes, like, creeping out to check on him and ask him if he opened her door, you see in the background the basement door shut. And, you know, then now that you know what's down there, the realization is that fucking mommy was just in the hallway creeping on them. Mm -hmm. And that's so scary to me, the idea that that oh, you got me could just around, be looking around in my room, bro. I'm getting yeah. fucking spooked. Yeah, that that thing was just had opened her bedroom door and was looking in at her. Bill Skarsgård's asleep on the couch and she was looking at him, and that just bothers me. Like that's the part that makes you like gives you the chills on your spine and makes you like run up the stairs when the light turns off. You know, uh huh, uh huh. Is that that thing could be there looking at you? And then I scared the shit out of Morgan. Everybody, listen up. We got home. It was a good one. Our uh, our pantry also doubles as the, the doorway down to our basement, which is an old house, and it's very cellar-like. <laughs> and uh, so I reached in to get a trash bag because we were changing the trash. And it's about midnight, and, uh, you know, we're fresh off this movie that deeply affected Morgan. 
And uh, I, I lean in to get the trash bag, and I go, Mama! And she about came out of her skin. She's using my middle name. She's calling me motherfucker. Uh, it was a good one, though. I got a kickle out of it. <laughs> Mama! Mama! And, uh, yeah, so I did, uh, thinking about it, yeah, the father, obviously, absolute monster, but I like that dynamic, almost of, like, a, a Frankenstein thing of, like, that he was the real monster, you know? Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately for, for mommy, she's just a product of his monstrosity. And, um, and you know, can't control the monster that she is. And uh, so she was actually a very sympathetic character. Kind of feel, feel bad for her. Uh, but understood ultimately, that, like, this bitch has got to go. Yeah, I was going to say, ultimately needed to be put down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, it was actually a very good movie, and I, there was a lot more to it than I thought there was. Yeah, it was, I thought it was really good. But, uh, yeah, with this, this is going to be a lengthy episode. We might push two hours. Um, Chris, you got any more thoughts on that? I mean, no, like, we, we kind of went through just, like, in order of the movie, so everything I, I wanted to talk about, I said. Yeah. Uh, you, you had a shot that you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, there's the, a shot when uh, AJ pulls up the pistol right before he shoots his test, um, and it comes up, and it's kind of like almost like that Evil Dead yeah. camera shot where it, like, pulls up close to his face almost a fish eye lens yeah and then right in front of the barrel of the uh the revolver the pistol he had yeah and there's just there's that one moment it looks like a first person view yeah yeah and uh there was like that one and then i know there's one more camera shot like that yeah was like that and i I can't remember when um but no i just i really enjoyed the (sighs) the cinematography in it and the just yeah the camera shots i just thought it was really unique and it was like a, oh, i wasn't expecting that but it looks good yeah and i like the angle in when tess first discovers the basement the the, the first room of the basement the dungeon mm-hmm. and um you know it's a very dark hallway with no light bulb but then that has a light in it so there's this very long dark hallway leading to the basement you know back to the basement room the main basement and then the the dungeon that's lit up and the angle is kind of divided this is the screen of like oh yeah on the left side of the screen is the the length of the dark hallway and then just the the light out of the the basement doorway mm-hmm. and then the right side of the screen is tess standing in the doorway of the dungeon and like it does a good job of drawing your eye to the dark of like oh god is there something to be seen there you know what i mean right and and, and visually gives you the fear of the, what's in the dark and kind of expresses what she would be thinking too of like, fuck, I got to go back out in that hallway now. You know? Another good shot is when she first, you know, opens up that secret dun- uh, door that leads to the dungeon. Yeah. Um, and you see like the shine from the, the door handle. Mirror? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. From, from the mirror. Yeah. It's from the mirror, but on, shining on the door handle and it kind of looks like a pair of eyes. Yeah. But like you, and it just takes it for me at least. It took a minute. And I was like, "What the fuck is that back there?" And then I yeah. kind of got closer. I was like, "Oh, that's a door." Yeah, and it, and just the the first initial shot of that that doorway where it is just pitch black and you can't see into it, and it does like there is a it's a very natural primal fear that everybody has to some degree of like I don't like the dark because I can't see what's in it, and that's just one of my senses gone, you mm-hmm. know. And then your brain automatically starts to linger on, like, what could be there that I can't see, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so it, it it really gets you. Yeah, that terrifies me. Yeah. 
sleeping with the nightlight on. Oh, big time. So, uh, Chrissy boy, what you got for me, baby? What time is it? I think it's time for the welcome back to Chris's Scripted Corner. I'm your host, Chris. So, in preparation for Barbarian, because honestly, going into it, I thought there might be some, like, oh. Norse... Yeah, go ahead. So anything, I like, want to tell people uh, how big brain I was. <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead and say that, then. Bah, sorry. Back to Barbarian for but a moment. I was trying to figure out why it was called Barbarian. Because, like, obviously, obviously there's, like, the, the violence of man, and so I was like, maybe there's something there about Barbarian, you know? But I wasn't sure, like, I was trying to think who the Barbarian was, because Barbarian sounds very masculine, so I'm like, well, it's probably the father figure, you know? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got to think about it. The house is on, it's 476 Barbary Street, and I was like, oh my god, it's Barbarian, because they are Barbarian, like, they are from Barbary, so they are Barbarian. You know, and I was like, fuck me, that's pretty... I wonder if that's it, that sounds right. And I'm like, telling Morgan this at 12.30 in the morning, you know? I'm like, uh, I thought about it. And she's like, oh yeah, neat, baby, you know? And uh, I actually read a, an interview with Zach Krager, and he said that Barbarian was actually just a placeholder title for the movie, uh, on the script at least, but it stuck. They liked it enough that they just left it. So then they went and named the street Barbary Street to make that the case, that it was Barbarian. And I was like, my God, I'm so fucking smart. Like, I <laughs> sent a screenshot of that to Morgan. I was like, oh, my God, I'm a fucking king. And she's just like, okay. Good job, baby. You know. Like, oh, <laughs> but so I just, yeah, I thought everybody should know. You know, like you said, let the record show, you know. Yeah, I stamp it. Shit. Stamp it. So, sorry, back to you. No, yeah, I'll just, I'll Just being barbarian, yeah. Welcome. No. <laughs> No, yeah, so, I, you know, going into the movie, I thought it was going to be, you know, some stuff about, like, Norse mythology, anything like that, you know, about, you know, like, Nordic, uh, yeah, barbarians, or, like, maybe urban legends, anything like that, and there wasn't, so I wasn't disappointed, because the, the movie was fantastic, but I was like, you know what, why don't I find a cryptid that talks about, like, uh, Norse, you know, urban legends or cryptids and anything like that and I found one here that is actually pretty fucking cool yeah let me hear it baby so this urban legend uh, dates all the way back to 1346 to 1352 fuck when was that what was going on in that time Colin Give give me the time frame again let me let me hear it 1346 to 1352 1346 to 1352, so that's six years. Was that the Crusades? Nope. I don't know. It was the Black Plague. Oh, word, okay. So, basically, there is, uh, you know, in Norway, like half their population was lost, and then in Denmark, lost a third of its people from the plague, and, uh, you know, eventually, uh, Scandinavian just made this monster, this urban legend and they call her Pesta mm-hmm. and Pesta is a you know a figure of illness often a, here I, it says here uh, a figure of illness often appearing in the form of an ugly old woman dressed in black who carries a rake or a broom okay and if she you know she travels farm to farm you know land to land and uh Basically, you'll just find her in your farm or your house one day, and uh, if she's carrying the broom, that means you're dead. Like, you're gonna die. Fuck. 
Just, like they, yeah, no. she, she, yeah she's, she's got the broom. Yeah, she's bringing in the plague. But if she brings the rake, then that means your farm and your people might survive. So she's kind of like the fucking groundhog seeing a shadow. Yeah, dude. I'm just... I'm so curious on, like, what started to be an old woman. I'm so curious that I hope to God that there is just some old woman who sometimes would carry a rake, sometimes would carry a broom, <laughs> and she just would get lost. And she says, this isn't my house. And she goes, oh, shit, there's people. So she doesn't say anything, and she just walks out. And they're like, she's got the fucking broom. We're all going to die. And, like, towns <laughs> are fucked. just collapsing and falling apart. Yeah, in front of this old lady. She's got the broom! <laughs> you know, this lady goes, love me with her, isn't it? <laughs> she's walking around at the rake and people are just crying on their knees <laughs> thank you yeah you've got mothers crying and holding their babies trying to work up the strength to do what they know they can't do you know <laughs> Jesus. because the old lady's coming with the broom yeah but so, I mean yeah you know and uh that's about it I mean, pesta p-e-s-t-a like pesto with an a yeah pesta and so she was coming. I wonder if that derived from pestilence. It could be. But I just thought that was interesting. And then I did have another one, but I just might save it for uh, next week just because since we've been running along so long. But I, I do have a, a couple cool ones on here on this list, so I'll just save yeah. it. Well, but, and, uh, uh, what, what you been thinking about, buddy? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, oh, dude, let me tell you this. Let me fucking tell, me. tell you this. Fucking tell me, dude. I fucking so I was gonna play Oculus with a buddy one night, and we had this grand idea. And there's okay. this game called Drunk or Bar Fight that you can play it on <laughs> VR. And we're like, well, let's play this. Let's get drunk while we do it. So it's drunk bar fight in a safely manner. And we're like, dude, this is such a good idea. And we're like, sorry, <laughs> you know, we're we're getting all giddy. I'm like, all right, straighten the fuck up. Let me start charging this bitch, and then. I'll start drinking a little bit, and then from there... Whoa. Oh, my God. Your little helpers. Sound like yours is the one that started it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Literally him in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... No, so... You know, I'm starting, you know... Drinking a little bit, I'm, like, getting a good, like... I'm a little tipsy, I'm like, alright, perfect, perfect. Put the headset on, I'm getting ready. And it just says, your cooling fan's not working. And I was like... <laughs> what? And so it lets me dismiss it. And so I'm like, all right. And so I go to the hub and it just won't load anything. So I'm like, man, what the fuck what is the going fuck on? Is yeah. And so I take my headset off. I'm trying to figure it out. And it's just not working. So I, I'm like, well, I text my bunny. I was like, well, I'm just tipsy disappointed. I somehow have to try to figure out to get a hold of tech support. So Godspeed on me. And so I'm going back and forth with these emails. And they're like, you know, you need to get your headset serial number which is going to be on the side, the left-hand side of your Oculus, and you have to peel back the head strap <laughs> that's connected to it. And I was like, man, what the fuck? I'm no rocket scientist, but what the fuck is that? And yeah, so I thought, I thought you had to pull back the whole plastic strip connected to the headset, like it says in the email. But I was like, I don't know, man, that has a speaker on it, and I feel like that probably shouldn't come off. Yeah, I don't think so I, I should like, break that. I was like, I'll be safe. And so I sent an email back and I was like, hey, this may sound stupid, so do forgive me here. But <laughs> yeah, is no, this, you know, am I supposed fancy. to do that? I just don't want to break it due to operator error. And they basically called, called me. Stupid. 
yeah, they're like, you fucking dumbass. And they're like, hello, good question. Here, let me pull up the email. I'll read it right now. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Let me see here. Give me a second. All right. It says, hello, Chris. Good question. We would rather you not break the headset, so I provided a picture <laughs> example of the Quest 2 serial number. Serial number. You can clearly see the plastic piece and where the headset fits into the arm. Gently they pull away from the plastic. Yeah, yeah. they drew me a picture and sent me a link to multiple photos of how to do it. And then they said, after everything, and all bold, please let me know if you have any other questions before you act on anything. And I was just like, damn, they really wanted, you know, they really wanted to let me know, like, hey, dumbass, we have to hold your hand during this. We want you to know that. But eventually I got everything to them. And uh, yeah, they're going to they're going to send me a new one because I haven't even had that thing for a year. Yeah. Customer service rep or the yeah, the customer service rep. Very, very good job. So prop to them. But a little upset with the Oculus itself. But what about you? What have you been thinking about? Uh, Oh, well, first of all. I was thinking about the fact that uh, Barbarian did make me want to watch some more horror movies. Yeah. Uh, just because I I, I I have a love-hate because I, I enjoy being scared, but I don't know. I, I also don't at the same time. Like, oh. Sometimes they're a little too spooky. Yeah, sometimes they're spooky. Like, I don't know, man. So, uh, there's that. You know, I don't know what, like, if anybody's got some maybe we get some under our belt, and then we could do, like, a horror movie episode for Halloween. We could do that. Or even, uh, what was the other idea that we floated? Oh, yeah, telling each other, like, scary stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because, uh, you know, we talked about Mirage a couple weeks ago, I think last week, and uh, I was like, I-, I-, I never played Valhalla, and one of the people that I work with was like, dude, I-, I enjoyed it. It was pretty fun. And I actually have uh, PlayStation Premium or whatever the fucking, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Me with my PlayStation Five. Um, I've got PlayStation Premium, but so it's included with that. And so, well, so I can all download it. Here we are, my gra- knowledge. And, knowledge. Uh, oh, I just saw something out of the corner of my eye. It scared. Me. It was just a reflection oh, of uh, off my glasses. You started doing the grudge sound. Oh, <laughs> mama, mama. But uh, yeah, and then uh, so it's actually been pretty fun. But like I said, it does make me want. Like, just a full-fledged Viking game. Because you can just roll up in your longboat and just start raiding a, a waterside encampment. And you, like, blow the fucking horn and shit and just start bludgeoning people with axes and shit. Jesus. And you're like, my god, I like being a Viking. <laughs> but, uh... And then also, I want to finish Breath of the Wild, like we kind of talked about earlier. And then, uh... I wanted to kind of broach the subject lightly here. Like, there's no solid plans at all. We just want input. Uh, what do you guys think about us maybe putting ads in? in? You know, it's something that we've kind of toyed around with, and I don't want to just spring it on you guys, you know? Yeah. And, like, what like what kind of ads would you prefer? Would you prefer, like, you know, Blue ad Chew? reads? What'd you say? <laughs> Blue Chew? Yeah, just get sponsored by Blue Chew. And what was it? Joe Rogan was sponsored by Flashlight for the longest time. <laughs> just can't fucking... <laughs> That'd be so just fucking gets... funny. Oh man! But now, like, legitimately, would you, do you want like do you want ad reads where like we read an ad in, in, at the beginning or end or middle of the episode, or do you just want like pre-recorded ads that just get plopped in? 
you know, or do you, I mean, if you really don't want ads, we won't do ads at all, but it would be nice to kind of get a little, little something back out of this. We do Make spend money. A, a, a decent, <laughs> we do spend a decent chunk of our, our weekend, you know, in preparation for this. Yeah. So it would be nice to get a little bit of something back for it. Um, and we have put some money into it, so it'd be nice to get a little something back. But I mean, just some input on that, whatever you guys think about it. Um, yeah. yeah. Want to include you guys a little bit on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could just uh, start throwing like super political ads in there. Yeah, just hardcore and like extreme ends of the spectrum ads too. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not like endorsing a political figure. It's endorsing like ideologies. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's so, awful. Oh man. Again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Tell your friends about it. And obviously share us on social media. Word of mouth can be a, a big old endorsement for us. And uh, we would appreciate the, the exposure. Uh, if you are listening to us for the first time, or, you know, you've kind of been shadowing us a little bit, Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe, however your, um, your, your streaming service of choice phrases it. Make sure that you follow us. That way you can get updates when we post new episodes and things like that. And then it That's does right. help other people discover us a little bit. You know, makes it easier for us to get seen by more people who might like what we have to say. Yeah. Uh, Chris, if people want to get in touch with us, give us some feedback, ask us questions, uh, you know, help us spread the good word. How, how would they do <laughs> the that? The good word of the Lord. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can always reach out to us on our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, Simply Whelmed Podcast. Our Twitter handle, of course, is Whelmed underscore Simply. And as always, we'd always love to hear your recommendation, good cryptid stories, shit in your pants stories, thick size stories. I still I mean, have never told it. my shit in the pants story. Yeah, but we'll have to touch base on it, you know, like any oh, story maybe, you guys got. Maybe if we start a Patreon, that can be the first... Oh, like, is I just at in at length in detail talk about the shitting my pants story? I bad, I bad idea. I bad at all. That's all. That's all it is. Is just us telling horrifying stories of events that's happened to us. Anyways, if you want that, you can always reach out at simplywellmailbag at gmail dot com. Dude, you're so fucking good at that. I don't yeah, know how you do it. I don't know, man. Next week, uh, I don't. I don't know that we've got. Some, I don't. We don't have anything like down. So we look at a TV show or something, but I I think that Don't Worry Darling comes out this weekend, so we might have to check that out. Yeah, I'd like to see that. If not, um, there's a movie called Pray... Oh, dude. Religious shit. Like, anything that has to deal with the devil scares <laughs> me. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like, and I don't really mind saying this, and I'm not sure if it's going to affect anything. I'm not, like, super religious. Yeah. So it's just like... You're like, what if I'm wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it's just like the movie coming out is called Pray to the Devil, and it just looks fucking terrifying. All right. Well, that looks good. But yeah, All I, right. I'd be down to see that. Don't worry, darling. Yeah. We'll have to talk about all the, the drama, the scoop with it. I know, right? Fuck, we have, we could do a whole episode just about that. Yeah, we could. No news, but, nothing. Uh, no, yeah, nothing. We got to, yeah, fuck it. We're doing a, a solid, you know. 115 minute episode on the fucking drama on that of Don't Worry Don't. But uh, yeah. that and more next week. That's the end of the show, Chris. Tell everyone bye. Bye. I don't mind the idea of Patreon just being talking about us shitting our pants. We'll have to start <laughs> shitting our pants more.
Yeah. Like, like a Nikocado <laughs> avocado kind of. Yeah. We're, we now we're just, just shitting our pants for content. You just got to commit to the bit. <laughs>